Hey, everybody, it's Lee. I know we're heading into the offseason, so we wanted to give a shout-out to our title sponsor, NHL Sense Arena, one more time. And again, we have a coupon for $50 off an annual subscription when you use Hockey Never Stops at hockey.sensearena.com. I always like to remind everybody, I've been using this thing for six months, and I'm just blown away, not just from the VR aspect of it and the virtual reality side of things, but the ability to give different perspectives of the game, whether I'm playing as a goaltender, and I got to admit, it is really hard, but it has really given me a perspective from that point of hockey, which has made me a better coach and a better ice hockey player, or the skater modes, which help you work on cognitive skills and other things like heads-up play that you don't normally get to work on in a practice or a game. So I implore you to check it out. It helps us out. It helps them out. Support our title sponsor, NHL Sense Arena. Get $50 off an annual subscription when you use Hockey Never Stops at Hockey.SenseArena.com. Again, that's Hockey Never Stops. That's the code at Hockey.SenseArena.com. Check it out. And without further ado, enjoy this episode of Our Kids Play Hockey. Hey, what's up, everybody? We've got a really interesting episode of Our Kids Play Hockey for you today. We interviewed Franny Drummond, who paints a lot of the goalie masks for the Philadelphia Flyers, but also some pretty notable goalies around the league. And we dive into his story, but more importantly, we talk a lot in this episode about how he pursued the game after playing, kind of what motivates him to do it, and a lot of great creative and fun ideas throughout this entire episode. So make sure you listen to that. And just remember that the episode is being powered by Hockey Wraparound. You can check them out at HockeyWraparound.com. O-K-P-H for 20% off your order. Check them out. They make the world's leading stick blade protector. So if you have an expensive hockey stick or your kids are destroying their sticks, check them out for that. It's number one rated. They also have the dry stick, which is really changing how equipment is dried in hockey when you have small spaces you're on the road a lot again check them out at hockeywraparound.com and okph for 20 percent off your order with that said enjoy this episode of our kids play hockey with franny drummond it was a good one and have a great day Hello, hockey friends and families around the world. Welcome to another edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. I'm Lee Elias, and I'm joined, as always, by Christy Cashiano-Burns and Mike Benelli. And uh, let's be honest, hockey has a lot of unique aspects to it that we all love. But one of the most special and greatest traditions in the game is the creative customization of the goalie mask. And our guest today, Franny Drummond, is a sports illustrator that has brought his childhood dream of creating customized gear for athletes to fruition through his company, Paint Zoo. And he's a graduate of the International Fine Arts College from Miami and has created custom pieces for athletes of several sports. But when it comes to hockey, listen to these names. His work can be seen on NHL goaltenders such as Carter Hart, Brian Elliott, Steve Mason, Jimmy Howard, Tuka Rask, Ilya Britskalov, Ray Emery, Michael Layton, and Devin Dubnik, among several other names that we'll get to today. Uh, this should be a fun one. Franny, welcome to Our Kids Play Hockey. Uh, thanks for having me. Hey, the pleasure is all ours. We're always looking to do fun on. episodes. It's exciting. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. I've been looking forward to this once, once uh, they told me about it. Yeah, well, look, our producer, Caitlin, who's a friend of yours, uh, has been yeah. telling me for months, we have got to get him on the show. It's going to be a great episode. And uh, we trust, and, and Caitlin, we trust, all right? Now, she has to watch this back when she edit, edits it, so she's going to hear me say that, and, and but she knows I mean. But, Caitlin, we appreciate everything you do. Listening audience, we appreciate everything Caitlin does. That's our shout-out for her today. Uh, so, friend, let me start off with the first question. Uh, when did you know that sports illustration was something that you wanted to explore as a career? And, and I'm, I'm asking this question because on this show, we talk a lot about how we, we love the game, we love to play the game and coach the game, but there's so many other ways to be involved in hockey uh, aside from just being on the ice. So you said this was a childhood dream of yours. Tell us and walk us through that journey. Well, um, to start, I was a hockey player. Believe it or not, I was a goalie. So that's where my kind of dream came from. Uh, I started playing ice hockey, um, trying to play ice hockey at four. Um, hated it. Um, then started playing a little bit as I got older on the pond a little bit. And, and uh out here, outside, I live outside Northeast Philadelphia, you know, and um, back then the ponds used to freeze a lot. Now, not so much, right, but right. Um, I grew up just kind of skating on the pond and, and um, um, I've always been into art. My grandfather drew and, and he, he um, used to draw a lot of like uh, cartoon characters and things like that. Um, unfortunately, I never got to meet him, but I was always, I always heard about it. Um, but I wanted to always try to take um, I, I always collected like hockey cards and things like that. Hockey was my passion. And um, I, I guess, you know, where I kind of mix the two is um, 
is, you know, watching the goaltending masks. Um, you know, believe it or not, I wasn't a big um, Rangers fan. Obviously, being a well, Rangers fan. <laughs> yeah. What, um, what could have caused but, that growing uh, up in Northeast Philly? I yeah. know. I loved uh, Mike Richter and his mask. And um, um, I love, you know, Andy Moog and, and Mike Vernon's, all these guys that wore these crazy masks, you know. And um, I started to draw them you know, as like an illustrator, because I've always wanted to be a sports illustrator. Um, so I really was concentrating on their mask, but actually the full body, like I just wanted as a goalie, I just I love the pads. And I, I just loved hockey. And um, so I just started drawing players. And uh, from that point, uh, um, as I got older, um, I kept with it. I, I remember this is kind of funny. Um, we were on <laughs> doing Briskalov's, uh, you talk about story um, and the love for it and the, and the two combining. Uh, I, <laughs> I was in uh, junior high school and um, I always loved drawing illustrator. I wanted to be an illustrated um, sports illustrator drawing, you know, stuff and have it in magazines or whatever. And um, I would draw all the time. And my art teacher in uh, junior high school said that um, I was wasting my time <laughs> and she wouldn't, uh, she wouldn't let me pass to go to uh, take art major at the high school. And it was kind of funny because we did Briz's <laughs> uh, winter classic mask. I don't know if you guys remember that it had a bunch of, um, you know, iconic Philadelphia iconic players uh, right. like Dr. J and Bobby Clark was my all-time favorite hockey player. Uh, Mike Schmidt. Well, that was my illustration on one hockey mask. And um, they had me on Comcast sports set. And uh, my mom ended up saying, are you going to mention your teacher's name? And I go, <laughs> you know what? No, I won't. I, I won't. But they end up passing me through, but she told me I was wasting my time uh, oh. illustrating sports players. Yeah. Go figure. I always love when that happens. I always see that as a challenge rather than an obstacle. And that's what I used it as. I was always like, you know what? I I, I just, I always tell kids when I teach, um, you know, do always draw what you love. Right. right. So whether you're going to make it a career or not, just, just draw what you love and you never know because it came true for me. So, you know, one of the things I got to bring up right now, Frank, just for our listening audience is for parents, coaches, and if any kids are listening, you know, my attitude has always been, if you have a passion for something, or you see that your child has a passion for something, you don't necessarily have to agree with what that passion is, but you have to support the right to have a passion. And I always say, cultivate that, because you're, you're going to teach your kid that they can accomplish wonders. And your story reminds me of Michael Jordan. And, and I am, yes, I'm comparing you to Michael Jordan, who Whoa. didn't make his high school basketball team. He yep. was told he wasn't good enough and he did it anyway, you know, and look, let, let's be honest. It's not an unfair comparison. Your work has been seen uh, through now several uh, generations of Flyers players and other, other goalies around the league. Um, so I just think it's really important for people listening. You know, look, I was told that too. I remember like, well, nobody ever makes the NHL. Nobody ever makes pro hockey. And I remember that my question back to that was, but why, why can't I right now? Don't yep. get me wrong. I didn't go play in the NHL. But yep. I did did play pretty deep when people told me I couldn't. Yep. And I always think that's an important lesson for people is if you if you again, if your kid has a passion for something, cultivate the ability to have the passion. You never know what it's going to go to. And by the way, I'm looking at the 2000. Uh, what was it? 12 winter classic that January 2nd game. I was at that game. I'm looking at a picture of my brother and I right now at yep. that game. Uh, that was a fun day. But. Uh, for any, I, I alluded to it again. Your work has been seen now on uh, Flyers goaltenders for what, over 10 years, it sounds like, right? Mm -hmm. What yep. is that like to turn on? Uh, it's not Comcast Sportsnet anymore. What is it now? It's, whatever, it's, it's changing again. Yeah, right? it's changing again. I think it's NBC Sports on something else. Yeah, yeah but yeah. Uh, you turn on the TV. Carter Hart is uh, poised to be one of the greatest goaltenders in the game. Yeah, I said it. So uh, what is it like to turn on the TV and see these guys wearing your masks? <laughs> Surreal. Um, like I said, my, uh, my, my son... Um, you know, I have two daughters, older daughters, they're 17 and, and 19. And obviously I don't care about hockey. So, <laughs> so, so, you know, I would have these hockey masks and, and you know, I'm like, Hey, this is like really cool. Like, you know, this is Briscala's winter classic. You're going to see it on TV and <clears throat> excuse me, they're, they don't really care. But, um, you know, uh, 
during the 2010, I think it was 2010, uh, Stanley Cup run, my, um, my son was being born. And um, we end up naming him Layton. <laughs> After, because she, my, my wife, she loved uh, um, the last name as a first. And I was like, well, wow, that's pretty cool. She goes, if they make it to the Stanley Cup. <laughs> and, and, you know, you got to take that bet all day long. Right. And he's a boy. His name's Layton. That's and awesome. believe it or not, I couldn't believe that they even made it to the Stanley Cup. Right. But guess what his name is? He's 11 now, almost. <laughs> so, um, and we've had painted Leighton's mask for, you know, ever since he was in the league. So um, it's pretty cool. But as far as like the guys like Carter Hart and those, those guys, he's so young. Um, I remember him making a phone call to me um, when we first end up picking him up to paint. And um he said, uh, I, I had this really cool idea of doing like, you know, his last name's Hart. So I had these cards like a magician flying at his mask, stuck onto the mask with like the king of hearts and like the ace of hearts and all this stuff. And he said to me, he said, Franny, listen, um, that's a really cool idea. Me and my dad love that idea. But um, uh, Lundquist is the king. And I wow. go, Wow. Wow. Like the respect that he has for the game, um, his knowledge and stuff being so young, um, he wants to be that guy. And in Philadelphia, it's a hard, you know, we know it's hard. Um, and, you know, just the paint for him is, is incredible. But he's, he said to me, he's like, is it weird that I, I would want like maybe like Carnage or Spider-Man on my mask? And I'm like, no, I said, because you have to remember, you know, goalies are different. Whatever, <laughs> when they put their mask, when they put their mask on and whatever they want, um, they're going to turn into that person or whatever, or they'll feel that like some people do like, you know, uh, personal stuff or, or kids stuff or whatever they want to do. It, it's just a personal thing for goaltenders. So for me, it's just, just a huge honor that I get to paint, you know, not only for a professional, but I do the same thing for the young kids. Um, when I paint for them, it doesn't matter the client, you know, it's, you just try to put as much passion into it because I was a goaltender and given away my age, I wasn't allowed to paint my mask because they weren't legal yet. <laughs> so <laughs> I had to wear the old Dominic Hasek style, you know, so, but there's nothing yeah, wrong with that cool. either. But, uh, yeah. What are the kids asking for these days? What's really popular with the kids? Well, um, believe it or not, I ask, I always ask the kids what, who's their favorite goalie um carrie price is obviously a big one you know carrie price um even um carter hart's favorite goalie is carrie price um but it, it varies it's really it's really weird because um there's so much detail in mass now uh compared to what they used to be uh when like patrick waugh and those guys were in in uh in net um but like we just did one with, <laughs> he was nine years old and um, the mask was so tiny and he wanted um, a shark, a realistic shark like Devin Dubnik's, but he wanted it to be overpowered by the Kraken. So I had to do <laughs> wow. an octopus tentacles over top of a realistic shark. So that was pretty, and on a tiny helmet. So um, wow. it's pretty cool what they come up with, um, their imaginations. That's why I love doing young goalies, um, because it brings me back to when I was a goalie, you know? So, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. I, I love what I do every day. You know, one of the things that's amazing about the goalie mask in hockey, we talked about is, is, is how unique it is, but kind of the universal acceptance from everybody, including coaches. In fact, uh, Mike, I wanted, I, it's kind of a question for you, but you know, I'm not going to say I've, I, I haven't. I've never picked a goalie or anything like that based on his mask, but I had some goalies in my day. I'm like, you know, that mask is pretty awesome. I can see that being on the ice. You know, Mike, do you have any favorite masks from, from your time or do you have any got kids that you've uh, coached that you thought their masks were good, maybe outside just the black or the white standard one? Yeah, no, I, I, I that was going to be my question to Franny. I mean, you know, so I, I, Franny, I come from a family of uh, professional sports illustrators myself. Mm -hmm. And I know, and my father would do these unbelievable works of art for the Islanders and the Rangers and the NHL programs. And he all, he would always ask, be asked to do goalie mask and he'd never touch it. He's like, yeah. it's impossible. He goes, there's no way He goes, just, just the intricacy. So, I mean, my question, and, and again, and I think I was more old school and I, I used to like the, you know, just the logo or 
you know, nice white mask with the, with the team crest on it, which is always fine for me. But now yep. that the, the artwork is so fine and, and, and you can, you can really create anything you want, you know, on these masks. I mean, what is the process, like your storyboard process for a goaltender? Maybe not for the kids because you're like, you're, like you're saying they have a crazy, well, they have oh, great yeah. imaginations, right? But yeah. like what, but you have to, you have to set limitations on these masks, right? I mean, you know, the square footage. So what is like, what's the storyboard process that you go through with a, with a, a, a goalie? And then how long does that process take? Because I know like, for me, if I ask my brother, who's a, who's an artist up in Nantucket and, yep. you know, and he, and he does, and he, I have a fish print I want, I'm like, I go, can you just paint that fish and get it to me? <laughs> no, no, I need to be in the, you know, I got to feel it and I got to, you know, feel the fish and I got to see it and I got to almost yep. sit outside. And yep. you know, what, what is that process for you when you're sitting with a goaltender and going through the process of building that mask? Yeah, that, that's the exciting part, right? So like, you know, that goaltender, most of the time knows what he wants. Um, sometimes you have to kind of, there's so much you can do now. Right. So like it, it was easier back then when you could just put the crest and the logo on there and maybe some lines. Um, but as far as the prep work, the prep's always the key, you know? So we work with Bauer direct too, um, like as a certified painter for those guys, but um, you know, as far as prep work, you know, that's, I mean, it's like taking a hockey puck and getting a shot at your car. Like most paint companies, like we're sponsored by BASF. They, they're not going to, they're not going to guarantee a hockey puck getting shot at your face. So what you have to do is be able to use really, really good material. Um, uh, know what you're doing as far as the process. Um, but I think the hardest part in the creative part of it is getting everything to fit on there. Right. So like, there's holes and straps and um, like, I usually take like, um, so like Carter Hartz for instance, right? So he likes um, uh, Venom. So we'll take Venom and we'll print them out on like, just like a, um, like a piece of uh, paper, you know, like a copier. And I actually just sit them on there and see if they'll work. I actually try to figure out um, if the hole is gonna cut off like a face or a tooth or, you know, cause there's so many holes on those. Um, right. That's, that's probably the hardest part. Once I get it drawn on there, most people, like, like you said, your friend and, 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 and like your dad, for instance, you said, right. Um, like they don't, you know, illustration is on a flat piece of paper, you know? So when you're drawing like a goalie, I used to love that. I could draw all day long, but then when you have to take it to shapes and make like, <laughs> you know, that face to make it look like it's not distorted, um, like Carter Hart's one that he's wearing right now with the ACDC. Um, I think I changed that three times because I couldn't get Angus Young's face to sit correctly where it wouldn't look weird on a camera that he looked like his face was stretched 15 feet, you know? So there's a lot of things that you have to go through a process, um, uh, as, as, as an artist and illustrate, but I get, I get where you said your friend, like, you know, has to go out and <laughs> sit by the lake and, and kind of feel the fish. Um, sometimes, um, that's what I have to do too. Um, I like to, um, my fiance, she's funny. Cause, um, I always work on like a mask and then I'll get done and she's like, Hey, dinner's done. And, um, I take the mask in there and I put it on the table and I'm eating and I yeah. watched the mask and yeah, she yeah. says, do we have to like do this? Like and I'm going, it's a process. I do it for every mask. Like, yeah. It's gotta, it's gotta speak to me. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm really looking does. for it to come to me. I, I know I can appreciate that. And I think, um, you know, hearing you speak about it too, I think you, you, you came from that world. Like you come yeah. from a world of being a goaltender. So understanding, you know, you're in the mask. And I think that's the coolest thing about the way your paintings are. I mean, these works of art are, Thank that you. because you're you're thinking like how you're thinking like oh my god if he turns and the camera looks at his back like what they get what are they going to see and what's that angle going to be and you know a, a guy like Lundquist like a guy like you know he likes heading pucks right yep. like well do I want to paint a lot of stuff in here where where he yeah then you have you know, to fix it yeah it's yeah. just crazy so I mean I, now I, I couldn't really appreciate that that thought process of going uh, you know how you have to you know, kind of immerse yourself and I guess so how how long does it take you to make one of those masks? I mean, say you got the artwork down and you're good to go. I mean, it sounds like, it sounds like once you have the, the, the vision and yeah. you're motivated. <laughs> yeah. Once you're, well, most of the time, like they need it. So um, you, yeah. there's go time. I mean, I've had a paint um, 
Wow. I had to paint um, Elliot's mask for that outdoor game against the Penguins in uh, a day and a half. Um, uh -huh. Because we actually took one mask that he wasn't wearing a lot, and we had to repaint it because Carter Hart um, ended up getting hurt, and Elliot was going. And he didn't want to wear just a plain normal mask, so he wanted to wear like a special edition mask. So um, sometimes the process really, really is fast. Sometimes like uh, uh, say for instance, uh, Mason, right? With um, all the zombie players. Um, uh, me and Mace all used to laugh because uh, when we first did that mask, um, the NHL network covered it and it got so popular with, you know, changing their players into zombies. Um, like the walking dead was pretty popular at that time. Um, that every single teammate wanted to be on the mask. <laughs> so we had to really limit certain players and, and how many people we could actually, I think at one point I had eight players on one mask wow. and you can imagine how small and detailed those masks were. Um, but that took about two weeks to paint. Wow. So, yeah. So the process sometimes is really, really fast. And, and sometimes it's really, really long, um, depending on when they need it. Like a lot of times, you know, you're in hockey, so um, you have to get equipment to these guys right away. You know, so you have to skip over. You know, I, and I'm thinking about, you look at these masks drenched in these vibrant colors now. It's a combination of art and history and even high fashion. It is. They seem to be getting more complex now. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. Um, uh, like, like you were saying earlier, like the, the older masks were like my favorite, you know, what I grew up, uh, the Mike Richter's mask, um, how simple was the Statue of Liberty on top and, and they're just the Rangers down the center uh, or on the sides. Now they're, they're art pieces. They are, um, they're actually collectibles now. Um, uh, goaltenders um, are are giving them to uh, fans and, and, you know, they're collecting them. I know Mason has a lot of his zombie masks. So um, I, I would say they're history now, you know, um, they weren't, they were history before, but like now because they're actually art pieces and um, they're not just logos or whatever. Um, like you said, they're, they're fashion pieces now. Like they literally yeah. will, goalies will send me in the summertime what their pads and equipment look like. So we oh, can yeah. make sure <laughs> the design goes with it. It all pads. matches up. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's and, and, it, you know, and whenever you go to the Hockey Hall of Fame and you look at the collection of historic goalie mix, they are treated like artifacts. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they are. And, and it's, that's, I guess that's really the exciting part about my job. Right. So um, we want to try to be, you know, get a mask that we paint and, and make it historical. Right. So, you know, like Bobby Clark's always been like my favorite hockey player since I was little, I would actually want to, I, when I was little, I'd run around. I wanted to knock my own teeth out just so I could look like Bobby Clark. Um, so you know, and I was a goalie. So um, being being a fan of him, um, to put him on the mask was like a huge thing. And then to go down there and 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 show him, uh, it was amazing because he says, "Well, why did you put me on the mask?" That's what he said to me. And I go, "You're Bobby Clark. Like you're Bobby <laughs> that Clark." Soft voice. That soft voice he has. But why did you yes. put me on the mask? I can see. I yes. can see, hear yes, him doing right? that in my head. And yeah. he's, he's, but, but you think about it, that's what made him a great captain. Right. You know, he always thought of everyone first, you know? So um, yeah, it, to me, it's, 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 it's exciting. You know, the process is long. Sometimes the process is short sometimes depending on, on what we have to do um, and when they need it. <laughs> that's, right. that's, that's a big thing. You know, I'll, I'll say this too, that, um, it is, I said this at the open, it is such a unique part of hockey. I mean, there's a lot of unique things in hockey, but really no other sport, major sport, I should say, has really embraced this team sport, right? Like, you, you know, I've seen some MLB catchers do, do little things, but yeah. it's something that's really uh, hockey specific. So before I ask this next question, I'm going to, I'm going to tee up Mike and Christy real quick, because this question just came to my mind, but Mike and Christy, I need you to start thinking about what would your mask look like? Cause I'm definitely going to put that on the table towards the end of this episode. If you had to have, a, I already know what mine would be. It's kind of obvious for anybody that knows me. We'll talk about it, but, for, but, but I'm going to let them think for a few minutes 
because the next question is one I have to ask, which is, uh, you know, what is the favorite one you've ever created? I know that's probably unfair to ask um, because you've done a lot of great ones. You just told us about the, the, the Bobby Clark one, but is there one that, that sits above the rest on a pedestal? You're like, that is my greatest piece of work. Or is it, is it ongoing, you know, and feel free to say a few, I don't want to pin you in, but if you have one, just do one, by the way, yeah. before you answer well, that, I want to mention too, the Flyers did beat the Pittsburgh Penguins in that, that outdoor hockey game. I was at that game too. Cause I'm looking at that picture now. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and Elliot was in net. So I appreciate you and, uh, and helping in that victory in any way possible, but go ahead. Your favorite mask of all time. <laughs> favorite mask of all time. That is a tough question um, because you get, <laughs> you get attached to a lot, you know, and I think in general, like you get attached to the goaltender too. So the person that you're working with, sure. That's um, a good point. like, like Brian Boucher was one of my all time favorite people. Um, I remember doing uh, Ray Emery's mask, um, which unfortunately, you know, he passed away, but um, you know, he, he was, a, he was one of my first masks that we were able to like break in. Um, and he didn't end up playing the winter classic, but we did a really cool mask for him with like a lot of like hockey legends, like Bernie Perrant and, and that, and I, I know he maybe wore it in the, in the season, maybe one or two times. Um, but of course they all both got hurt, you know, Bush got hurt and, and Emery got hurt and that's where we got late in that. But um, Bush was actually one of my favorite, uh, favorite clients as far as like, uh, masks to do for um, we we brought his retro mask back when he first came to Philly um, with the jet fighter in it um, and I would say that would be one of my all-time favorite ones that I got to do because not only to do it but the history of it you know and um, that's the one where he uh, actually I, I think we went into like a shootout I remember he stopped the puck right. yep. and uh, we were able to get into the playoffs um, that mask right there was one of my all-time favorite ones. So I'll, I'll set the stage real quick for what everybody's talking about. It was 2010. The Flyers and the Rangers were pretty much tied at the end of the season. And they had back-to-back home-and-home home games to yep. finish the season. And, uh, yeah, it was in New York first. And I think the Flyers won that game. And then they had to win the next game. And it's a very painful memory for Rangers fans. <laughs> so I, I, I'm yeah. Ranger fans, because I know we have a lot of you. I'm not, I'm not trying to jab it in. But, yeah, the – Flyers ended. That was the first time ever in the NHL that a playoff position was decided on the shootout. Yeah, um, and it was it was Lundqvist versus Boucher. But yeah, that was an interesting year for the Flyers. We won't talk about what happened in the final against the Chicago Blackhawks. But yeah, I'd rather um, not. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do that. I I had to show uh, talking about Caitlin. I had to show her that last night because she she wasn't aware of it. But uh, that's a great answer. You know, and, and what I love about it, Franny, is that, you know, it's not the most intricate one, right? It's not, it's not the brightest one. It's actually quite simple. And, you yep. know, I think the key to what you said for anybody that missed it was, you know, it's the person you were working with really that had a lot to do with that. Yep. Um, so there's, it's more than just putting paint on a mask. Um, it really is. Um, yeah. You know, like the young, the young thoughts with the uh, Carter Hart, you know, um, Briz was always different. You know, we all know Briz. Yeah. So well, you have you know, to be we, mad. You know, the yeah. Star Wars <laughs> one was a little, that's a story I could always tell you that that Star Wars one was a little uh, out there. Um, but, you know, being in a relationship I have with Carter now, um, it's fun. Yeah. We get to create like um, we have two new ones coming out like really soon um everyone thinks that the acdc one is like his one he's wearing which he is uh, but we got two coming out so i love it just to let people know that we got some really cool cool ones coming out so well i'm gonna keep an eye out for those being in phil i'm in southwest philadelphia so i understand okay right. cool we have a few more questions but the moment has come who wants to go first christy or mike what, Christy's ready to go. What's going on in your goalie helmet, Christy? All right. Well, my favorite place on the planet, as you know, my sister illustrated this, is Lake Placid. So mine would be an homage to Lake Placid, maybe a miracle on ice mask. I like that. I would love that. Wow. Fantastic Perfect. moment in hockey history, captured on a helmet, to love always it. be inspired by the miracle on ice. Yep. I love it. I've painted Jim Craig a million times. That's great. <laughs> I'll tell you what would be cool, Christy, about that is that, you know, what I like about that one is if I'm a player and I'm on the ice and I look to you and see that it's like an instant reminder yes. of, you know, what we're looking at. Bam. So, yeah. so true. Miracles can happen. Yes, that's so true. All right. Mr. Benelli, you're up. This should, this better be good, Mike. This better be we good. get a drum roll. <laughs> no, I know. I, I wouldn't have. I just, I, I, I probably have to have 
some kind of, uh, you know, I'm more, uh, I'd probably stick away from hockey and get some nice outdoor scenes, big fly fishing, uh, you know, scene out there and a big salmon on. But I think, I think, uh, you know, I, I just want to know when are, when is, when are you going to break through to do uh, player helmets? And uh, when, when Zach, when, oh. have you, have, and if you've been asked to do any kind of like a regular Bauer player helmet uh, for any kind of special events. Yeah, we we um the why the goalie why the goalies get all the nice stuff. Yeah, that's <laughs> so true. Um that's uh, that's a really good question. They don't get we traded actually, as much. That's good. Yeah, yeah right. right. That's, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, especially um, for special occasions. Let's say, you know, if you're saluting the military, right, you know, yeah. they could do, you know, a tribute to our soldiers. Yep. Um, that'd be really cool. Yeah, that would. Um I've I've um I've never done any. Um, I know the plastic that they use on a lot of those are a lot harder to paint. Right. Um, so oh, that's yeah. a big reason why um, uh, that a lot of people maybe don't paint them and they actually put the stickers on them because um, that's what they're doing now. They're using even for the like the outdoor game you said against right. the Flyers and the Penguins. Yeah, they, they those, did like the yeah. the big stickers on there. Yeah, decals, um, yeah. I've I've painted them before, um, just more. Um, as presents and trophies yeah. and people, but never, never for like a hockey team. Um, we do, um, I don't know if you guys know this, but we do a lot of football. We do, yeah. we're working on right now, um, as we speak, 180 helmets for the Navy Academy, wow. That's for awesome. the Army Navy game. That's awesome. Is it yeah. anything special That's or just cool. the normal helmets kind of thing? Oh, no, it's special. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah I, I know we've we been have doing to it for the last three yeah. years now. And, uh, my dad and my grandmom and grandfather were all Marines. So, um, to me, you know, that game is just a special game, you know, right. and to be part of it, to paint the helmets. Um, and I'm kind of bringing that up because those are players, you know, they get to wear the fancy helmets. Um, uh, but the hockey players, yeah, they get kind of, um, boned on that, don't they? They kind of get, uh, uh screwed on that part of it they don't don't get to any fan they might just get like a flyers logo or a rangers logo or whatever and that's it number there's no, no creativity for for there players. is it but imagine <laughs> imagine that though it would probably be pretty chaotic because you would have to do each individual helmet and then it would look like a whole mass of like chaos out there probably. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think, it, I think it is special. What, what's your, I want to, I want to hear what your helmet looks like. You got to have a couple of goalie helmets of your own <laughs> or the, or the shoemakers kids don't get anything. You just, uh, that is you, true. Yeah. I haven't but, done, I haven't done a helmet. I'm myself. always doing, I have yeah. a couple sample ones around. Um, I, I like, um, a lot of the old flat black, uh, I'm an old, you know, I love hot rods and, and, and stuff like that. Um, so mine's like got flat black and like pinstriping and old school stuff on there. Um, metal flake, you know, uh, that kind of stuff. But, um, I don't know what I would do on mine, honestly. It's so I, bad. I had a kid, I, I had a kid that's actually I now that that we're we're doing this interview here. I have a a, a young a goalie that played for me two years ago that was a big fan of yours, only because I know because now you're naming all these helmets that you did. And he, I think I I actually I think I posted it to Kevin Weeks on Twitter or something. I'm gonna find it. But he came to the to, to like a practice one day. I'm looking at his helmet like, what the hell is this? He he did all the artwork on his helmet with sharpies. Cause he, he can't paint. He doesn't have like yep. a, like a spray paint, you know, that, that intricate, uh, you know, spray paint. Yep. And he did the whole thing was on, uh, was with sharp, different color Sharpie markers. And it was unbelievable. That's, I mean, it was so really cool. great. And he was trying to copy now that, you know, now that I know what he was copying, he was copying, you know, your artwork and your inspiration. But I think that's the ability for these goalies to kind of express themselves or who they are is yep. so unique because they get this, this, this canvas, to, to draw on which you know a lot of us don't have yeah cool. exactly and and hopefully like like you say my job um as an artist and a painter is is to inspire these kids you know we we need the next generation to come up and and uh want to either be goalies or play hockey or or um even paint masks right like um hopefully you know they are inspired we get a lot of kids um um quick story uh carter hart told me that um <laughs> he was in a comic book store and uh he's a big comic guy and uh 
he was in there and the guy was kind of looking at him, you know, and they all have their masks on, you know, right. And uh, he said, um, Hey, do you need a hand? And, and Carter's like, Oh no, I'm just looking at this. He goes, I know who you are. And he goes, really? He says, Oh no, you're the reason why I watch hockey now <laughs> because Cool. He has a collection of comics right. on his hockey mask. And this kid or this guy in this comic store has never watched hockey before until Carter started wearing Venom and Carnage and all these cool hockey masks, right? Um, yeah. And that is why they watch hockey now. And they he signed an autograph to a, a signature for him on, a, on a, a comic, and it was pretty cool. He's like, man, it's cool to inspire people, right? Right. You know, Franny, I'll tell you, I, I, and, and, and Mike and Christy know this. I do another show called geeks who like sports. That's all about that class of people that just love geekdom and love sports and how this is the mm -hmm. golden age of that time period. And Carter Hart is actually leading us that way. Uh, and you know, when it comes to my mask, I, I resonated a lot with what you said earlier about when, you know, when the goalie puts that mask on, it like transforms them. Right. Mm -hmm. and I've always loved that idea. So mine uh, and again, anyone who knows me is going to be able to guess this, but I love bad guys in movies, right? Probably because I'm not one. <laughs> uh, I would have every awesome Sith Lord from Star Wars on my mask. And you can judge me, people, all you want. I'm going on the ice as a Sith Lord because when the puck comes to me, I'm going to be deadly against it. I'm going to show no remorse. I just kind of love the ideas. I, I wrestled with like, do I want an another mask for like home games where it's all Jedi? Jedi are all wimps. They complain a lot. I just want Sith Lords on my mask. Going to the dark side, huh? I, always on the ice, yeah. Side. Yeah, listen, I, the, I think one of the greatest compliments I ever got when I was a player at Christie was I got off the ice, and uh, I can't remember who it was, but someone came up to me. They go, your face is, like, completely different when you're out there. You look like a different person. I'm like, what does it look like? Like, you just – you look mad. So that was a good compliment <laughs> for me. So maybe, maybe – That's awesome. You got to go to the dark side if you're on the ice. That's how you win. All right. The, the, the Jedi lost. Remember that. They didn't win anything. The, the Sith actually win. I'm anything. still a Jedi fan. Uh, you I can be a Jedi fan. <laughs> I, look, I'm a Jedi on the streets, a Sith in the. Never mind. That's, I'm not going to go there with that one. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Fred, let me ask you this question. You kind of alluded That's to perfect. this. Yeah. So, uh, goalie helmets are personal, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, I want to kind of shift this to because we, we have a great listening audience. Guarantee you, goalie parents are listening to this. Uh, and they need to be asked this, this, the answer to this question. What what should a goalie be asking before they take the plunge into really diving into this? Because look, let's be honest, it's 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 not the most inexpensive thing in the world, all right. And it, there is a rite of passage. And and every hockey parent listening to this, uh, and every uh, uh, a musician's parent is okay. I'm not buying twelve of these during the season. Correct. You get yeah. one, and it's going to last for a while. So, what yes. questions should they be asking before they take that plunge? Um, that is a good question. So what we do is it's just a process. Um, uh, just basically figure out kind of, um, I always give kids homework, right? Uh, what, what are you into? What do you like? Um, right. like you said, you, you know, when you get on the ice, who do you become? I love Right. That. You could, you could become, right. you know, Iron Man, or you could become, you know, whoever you want to be. Um, that's the greatest gift about the flyers or the hockey goaltender. Right. So if you think about it, um, like me, I, I never had the chance to paint my mask. So I'm living through these kids, right? Like I'll do whatever they want. I'll do Sith Lords. I'll do whatever you want because I get to live through them. Right. So I get to create what they want. And, and I guess the biggest question I would, or answer I would have for that would be, um, just really take notes, um, jot down a bunch of things like before you call, you know, a painter or whoever's going to paint your mask and, and get ideas. Um, like you say, Sith Lords or, or, um, you know, Miracle on Ice. What, what kind of, um, ideas during the Miracle on Ice would you want? Do you like Jim Craig? Do you like when he's carrying the flag around his, his, his back? Um, the, the Sith Lords, which Sith Lords do you want on there? You know, like there's only so much room, you know, and, and I know like with, with that would be figure out, um, I don't know, just ideas. Uh, it, it's always about ideas, right? Like, right. cause kids come in and they're like, well, I really like, um, I had one kid come in last week and he, he really liked, um, um, what did he want? Um, I think it was like 
Marvel, like Marvel stuff. And then he changed it to, um, you know, a whole different DC thing. And I'm like, well, at that point, well, you can have the best of both worlds, right? right. So we can do DC on one side right, right. and, you know, break so all the rules. I love it. Break all the rules. Yeah. You can, <laughs> you can have the mix and we could do like a Mohawk and split it down the side. Yeah. So I, the biggest, the biggest answer I would have is just, just jot notes down. Uh, before you call someone or, or talk to someone is just just really get ideas for what you you think you would might want and even even the goal or the the you know the painter will actually help you um, like me I always come up with renderings for kids um, so we go through a different rendering process of like what you want um, computerized so that way it's easy to change because I right. used to draw them all <laughs> and it was like hours of drawing because they might not want um, Darth Vader in one and they want, you know, Yoda in one. So to switch them out and draw it takes a lot of time. So now we, we use Photoshop and different things to kind of incorporate what they would want. It right. makes it easier for, right. for them to see it because a lot of kids are visual, right? So they're always on their phones and doing TikToks and all kinds of stuff. So they're like, well, what's my mask going to look like? Well, we make a rendering up so you can actually see what it looks like before we paint it. And yeah. that took a while to do through my process of, of painting Goldie mass, because I'm like, I already know what your mask is going to look like. You, like the miracle on ice one. I already know what that looks like. <laughs> I could paint that right now because that's one of my all time favorite movies. So um, it, just bring in ideas uh, and, and don't be afraid to like get creative. Like, you yeah. know, some goalies come in and they're like, Oh, they see it on TV. I just want a Mohawk and, and go. And, and, you know, because everybody thinks it's so, oh, it's expensive. It, it, it's pricey for sure, but we always work within people's budget, you know, right. because I was a goalie. So I know how much hockey costs. So, you know, when they come to us, we always try to work within what they can afford, right? And that's what, because we want them to feel the same way I would feel with a hockey mask being painted out there. Right. But I also think I also think it's great that what you're doing is too is you're I mean you've used the words a couple of times and, and Lee used it too about transforming right. and it's yeah. almost as part of the mental process for a goaltender to feel like they're putting this this armor on this this uniform on like their identity lays within the mask so sure. if if you're if you're investing money as a you know I, I don't know if a, if a ten year old should be investing this kind of money but if you're <laughs> a, a junior player. Or a, or a college player or somebody that's going to be in, a, in an organization for a little longer than, you know, three, four or five months, then, then, then embrace that opportunity as part of the process of becoming a better athlete for your team. And I think, and I know like even my own players, how they rally around their goaltenders, um, that, that, that becomes part of your identity too, because everybody in the locker room is talking about it. Like you said, all the players want to be on the mask. They want to be a, a part of the mm -hmm. process. So I think it's a, it's a, it's a great way to look at it. If you're going to look at ROI and investing uh, in your great. athlete that, you know, it's, it's a mental piece of what they're doing in that, in that particular position in the sport. Yeah. Agreed. And like you said, like, you know, five months for a team and, and, you know, then you got to invest in another mask. Um, some parents do that. Some parents have a mask just for like travel. Some parents have a mask just for college, but some parents can't do that. Right. So um, what I do suggest is sometimes what's kind of cool is doing the split mask where you play for both teams, you know, and you can do, you know, the Mohawk or something cool down the center and do, you know, uh, a little bit of each, depending on the color, sometimes colors don't work with each other. Um, but you can have one mask for both. Um, and then that way you don't have to invest in two masks. So there's a lot of ways to get around it. Um, and then there's a lot of ways like, um, to, you know, just do it like in a monochromatic feel, like, you know, say your team on both carries the same color. Um, you can make that mask, that same color, like black and gray, and you can wear it for both teams. Like there's a lot of ways to get around not buying 15 masks for 15 teams. Cause I know yeah. kids, kids play travel and they play you know they'll do do club hockey and then they have high school and and like you said invest the investment as you get older is a little bit better because you're not changing sizes you know you're not growing out of hockey masks yeah. so that was a big big thing that i would point out too that's important um you know 
budget yourself to a paint job that you can afford when you're younger. And then if you have to get older, then you can really invest in like junior and, and you're not, you're going to keep the mask for a while. So but, For those yeah. of us who don't know, how much should we prepare to spend? Like what's the price range? What's the minimum and how, how high can you go? Oh yeah. Well, it's endless. Right. So, um, I always try to like work within people's budget. I always try to stay within the 475 and then work up from there because a lot of times like our, our, our base is like, you know, within $500 range. And then you work from that because there's so much that I have to do from taking it apart and prep and paint. Um, just to get to that part is a lot of work um, because we don't paint right on top of what they send us. Because, you know, they send them in factories like Bauer will send, you know, 100 masks and they'll get painted white. But that white really doesn't hold up to what we're putting on there. So we'll have to sand it, reseal it, repaint it, and then go from there. Um, and one thing we do, um, we always take care of our goalies. So if our goalies have like get rocked in the chin or something happens, I want them to make sure that they let me know and we take care of it for them. That's awesome. I need my goalies to look good. Like I don't want no <laughs> chips and, you know, yeah, and, because that's your reputation on there. That is. Yeah. 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 I mean, is. don't, don't yeah. you, don't you, don't you, uh, don't you want the call of the guy who just wants the stitches on his helmet? Right. Oh yeah. I just want stitches. Yeah. Perfect. That's a big that Cheevers fan. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, a big, I'm a big Cheevers fan. Yeah. What do you, what do you mean? You want yeah. a mountain scene in the back? <laughs> I know that's way too much. Yeah. That's a lot. What you want this? Yeah. That's the, you start getting into hockey mass and, and, you know, like I said, it's really hard to fit a lot of stuff on there with with what's goes on with the holes and the straps and right. cages and whatnot. So, you know, for any I, I, the question I love that you you told the parents to ask uh, is who do you want to become when you put that mask on? Now, mm -hmm. flipping the script a little bit here, because we talked about this at the beginning of the episode, too. There's only so many goalies out there, <laughs> but uh, there's probably a lot of illustrators out there, too. There's probably a lot of kids who like to draw. Um, and we yeah. talked about this. One of the big things we talk about on this show is aside from playing, there's a lot of different ways to get into the game, both professionally or as a hobby that have nothing to do with playing. Um, yep. You know, so what about the aspiring illustrators out there? What's your advice to them and the parents of the kid who can't stop drawing, right? Who's, who's uh, whatever teacher tells them that there's no future in this, right? What is your advice to them when they see your work and go, man, you know, I, I want to do that. Yeah. But I, I would, I would just say, what I always tell kids when they come up to me and go, well, how'd you get started? And how'd you do this? Um, I said, I kept doing it. I, I didn't listen to anybody. Um, believe me, I've had, uh, I went to art school in Miami and um, I took commercial art and I painted surfboards for a living and surfers don't have money. So um, how was I going to do art and make a living at it? Right. Um, that's always the question. Art, and living they always have that 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 saying the starving artist and um i didn't want to be that i wanted to provide for my family um you know and a lot of artists like the van goghs and guys like that like you know you got to cut off your ear before you get famous right, right. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know uh andy warhol he's he was weird that made him good i don't know like I, I kids always ask me that and and for me if i could inspire anyone i would i would say just keep doing it keep right. practicing don't listen to anybody do what you love to do whenever people ask me i always say that is what do you like to draw like my daughter she loves to draw but she wants to be a teacher and that's awesome and i said you know she always loved cartoons so she just draws for fun now drawing cartoons and whatever, but she's expressing herself, right? So you always have to try to express yourself, whether it's, you know, some guys like to play golf and play hockey. And if you're not an athlete or whatever, and you still like to be an illustrator, um, just draw, like draw what you love, because eventually that love will become something, right? Like right. hopefully, um, like anything, you got to keep practicing. I, I, like you said in the beginning, these hockey guys, you know, they're going to, they're all day long. There's how much percentage to be an NHL hockey player. Right. Right. So they kept going at it. They kept playing on the ponds. They kept playing at it. They kept doing it. Um, I remember as a goaltender, I, I got accepted to Southern Maine to play. Um, and I really 
<laughs> I, it was very cold <laughs> and, and the art program wasn't that great there. Um, so I ended up going to uh, a, a small school in Miami, but I always said to myself, was I going to be a hockey player or did I really want to do art? And that's really what I wanted to do. I wanted to do art. Um, but now I'm living my dream. Like you said, like right. I'm doing art, but on hockey stuff. Well, look, I'll say this too, like to the parents out there, the pursuit of a passion is really what's mm -hmm. important when you think about yeah. it again, so many times. And look, parents, I don't blame you for this. You see your kid doing something you don't think there's a future in. I'm a parent. I, I, I get it. Okay. I get the thought process of like, well, that's a waste of your time. But what you got to do is step back. And this is my, my opinion again, what's a parent show. So I always got to say that, but I say, okay, yep. like, look, my son loves Legos and he's really good at it. Right. Do I think he has a future in Legos? Probably not. But right. I still, and hey, it's, I love that you're creative with the Legos, right? I love that you're creating things. And I want you to know, like, whatever that passion turns into, you can use the talent, you can use the love you have for building, and you can apply that to anything you want to apply it to, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah, I, just, I totally agree yeah. with that. Because yes, I, you know, I went to school with a young man, a grammar school and high school. He was very funny, 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 funny kid. And he loved doing cartoon voices. And, you know, we would go out and see him. He'd do nightclub acts in high school. We'd go watch him. And, uh, you know, he did the unknown comic routine. Hilarious. And the, you know, teachers in school would say, you know, there's really no future in what you're doing. You really need to settle down and focus on something more serious, a career. Well, he didn't listen to them, packed up, went to Hollywood. I think Tom Kenny has done okay as the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants. Wow. You went to school with him, Christy? <laughs> just uncovering stuff here all the time. Wow. <laughs> no, it, look, that, that's the point. Look, There's a story for you. I'll tell you guys this. Yeah, that's amazing. I love SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah, who, who doesn't? Uh, you know, look, I'll tell you guys this. I, I, I had this real privilege the other day to interview on, on – uh, win another we do a lot of podcasts mike smith who is the greatest jockey of all time like if there's a wayne gretzky of of jockeying with horses it's him and you know what he said and this is so true of you frank it, it, it also it also uh, makes my michael jordan reference look even better so i'm going to do it but <laughs> he said that the top performers the top people he knows they're just very curious you know it, it, the question isn't like okay well my dad or mom said i can't do it it's like but but why right why can't i do it Right. And when they say no, it goes, but, but I, I want to like that tiny bit of curiosity has made so many people successful. Right. And, and it, we're not just talking professional, we're talking trailblazers, we're talking everything because, you know, oh, but, but why can't I do it? Look, man, when I was growing up, video games were going to rot your brain. Some 14 year old won $3 million last year playing Fortnite or something I, like yeah. that, you know? Yes. Like, so again, parents, I'm not telling you to go pursue that. Like we pursue hockey as hockey parents, but my point is like, you know, we don't know what's coming in 20 years. Uh, cultivate your kid's ability to have a passion. Cultivate that because one, you know, in this country, you can do that. <laughs> That's something yes. true. You can't do that everywhere. Yes. All right. And number two is that I can equate it to hockey. Mike, you can speak to this the best players on the ice are not always the most uh, talented. They're creative. You have to have a level of talent. Don't get me wrong, but sure. we encourage creativity on the ice. Like you, you think when Sidney Crosby or, or even Carter Hart, for this example, go on the ice that they're doing exactly everything the coach told them to do. No, the great coaches, they, you don't tell Sidney Crosby what to do. He does it because he's creative. Right. So where do you think that comes from? <laughs> I, I totally agree. People telling him not to shoot the puck as a kid. His, yep. his, his dad could have told him, and mom, don't shoot the puck into the the, uh, the washing machine. Don't do that. Well, right. any 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 of those pursuits, whether it's hockey, being a doctor, being an artist, right. it's all about passion. Find your passion, and then you know, are, are, maybe you're going to be a struggling artist. Listen, I know a lot of struggling artists, right? And they're great. They're great artists. I mean, like I'm like, how do you do that? Like, how can you do this? It goes, well, I just love doing it. Right. But it took right. me nine months to do it. But so I didn't, and I didn't get paid because I did it. You know what I mean? Or you see some like graffiti art you see all around the country and you're like, this is unbelievable stuff, but they're not getting paid for it. Right. So they have a passion to do it. So the fact that you're able to meld your passion and, and a living and then put those together and then meet all these great individuals and be inspired by them as well i mean it sounds like you're just as inspired by what 
these great athletes are doing is, and they look at you in awe, right? They look at you and say, how the hell are you think? <laughs> how'd you get my head to put and put it on the, the mask? Like, how'd you get that out of me? And I think that's, that's part of the coolest part about, you know, having a passion for something because you could be great at what you do. And the person who's great at what they do can appreciate right. the same. A hundred percent. That that's so true because um, you have to be inspired by, by people. Right. So, you know, who inspires you? And, and, and I think art in general, like music, um, comedy, um, a lot of things, they have a bad rep, right? How are you going to make a living doing that? How are you going to, you know, the starving artist syndrome, you know, the, the kid picks up a guitar. Is he going to be the next, you know, Jimi Hendrix? We don't know that. But if you inspire him and you push him and you get him lessons and you never know, he could be the next Eric Clapton. Um, but if he doesn't have a shot, right then how, how would he ever know? Yeah. And, and, and yeah. to do it, he might be so good that he might be able to do it on the side and still have a full-time job. Um, you know, I had, to, I had to do that for a little bit too, um, just to create um, my own business. Um, we've been in business 24 years next year. Um, and I, I feel that in this world, that's saying something, you know, what lasts that long? Um, and especially in art, I got to create, you know, if I wasn't painting hockey masks because um, it was seasonal, I would paint motorcycles. Um, I would paint whatever I could murals um, to keep my art and my love um, and still be able to make a living at it. Yeah, I mean, I look at that like my father was in Korea. Right. And he, he mm -hmm. was he was in the, uh, you know, the ammunition department and he wasn't getting paid to be an artist, but he painted all the bombs and he painted right. all the planes right. and he painted he, all these iconic drawings yep. on because everybody else was like do this do this i have yep. this idea do this do this, do this. and he would be like, like but it, it gave that was his passion right he didn't want to make a living being you know in an ammunition depot of sure. in korea sure. but you know he found his passion within what he was doing and like what you're saying you know you you were allowed to explore that and and, and blossom in that environment which is really really pretty cool and i think you know it sounds like no matter what you would have pursued you know you would have been successful at it so it's great that you found something that you're not only you're good at uh, but you love doing, which is well, great. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I mean, like, like, like you were saying, like, uh, if you can take two of them and combine them, right? Right. Um, then you're living, you know, the dream, right? Like, I, I've always wanted to play hockey and be a hockey goaltender, um, and 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 I've had people push me and and do whatever um, to become that, but. Um, you know, I'm, I'm short, so I would have never made it. <laughs> Goaltenders now are like 10 feet tall. Um, you know, I'm only five, five or five, four. If I'm, I'm saying five, five, I wish I was five. five. <laughs> um, you know, you look at guys like Briz and, and, and Tuca and those guys that you get to paint for, uh, yeah, they're, they're tall goalies now. And, and I, you know, as, as a kid, I've always wanted to draw things. And I always tell kids, please, please just draw what you love. If you love hockey, draw hockey players. If you like cartoons or SpongeBob, draw SpongeBob. Because when you're drawing it, like you said, with, with the fish, um, you know, he had to be inspired by it. He had to be inspired to go out there and look at the lake. And, and then when he comes back in, he's got a clear mind to do that. And I always said, I'm not that kind of artist. Like I just, tell me what you want and I'll paint it. But I, all artists are a little odd and a little weird <laughs> because like we all have to have, yeah. we all have like to have, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we all have to have some kind of inspiration somewhere. Right. Yeah. You know, like, like Fran, I'm going to tap on this again is that um, the love for it is really the key. And again, like you, you said this before, you don't have to be Eric Clapton. You don't have to be Patrick Waugh. If your kid loves something, like really, truly loves it, cultivate the love and give them guidance, you know, give them passion. At the same time, we say this, I always hated, and I mean hate, I hate when parents tell their kid, you're never going to make the NHL. Like, don't worry about that. You're never going to make the even if it's Even if it's joking, don't tell your kid that. I, I hated nope. that growing up. I still hate it as a coach, right? Uh, if you're thinking that, I get that. But don't say that. Just say, yeah, hey, if you work really hard, who knows what's going to happen? If you love it enough, it's going to happen, right? Yep. I'm in a position. I love hockey. I loved every minute playing hockey my entire life. I love broadcasting. Happen to be doing a hockey show as a broadcaster right now, you know? Mm -hmm. you know and, and then these two people on the show with you, my mentors, you know, Christy got into television as an anchor when, when that wasn't the most popular thing for a woman to do. She's a trailblazer. She asked, yeah. why not? Why can't I, right? 
Mike is a, is a level five hockey. The guy legit lives hockey all the time. Yep. Right. Why can't he do that? And look at you. There's and, two and, people yeah. that are inspirational, right? right? So people, you know, see what they've accomplished and, you know, um, you know, the, the young girls watching her and, and seeing her on TV and doing all that, they're looking and, and they're getting inspired. I right. can do that also. And, 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 you know, as far as hockey in general, it's just one thing, right? right. Like if you want to be a hockey player or a, like my son doesn't even play hockey, he loves basketball and football. So I push him towards whatever he wants to do because we go out and we practice. I don't know anything about basketball, right? Like right. I'm short. So um, <laughs> like, but I, I, I practice drills with them. We, I look online, we do things. So this way, you know, he might never be an NBA guy, but I'm going to let him live his dream. Right. You know, like you Love said, that. let them live their dream. It's the best part you know, of growing up. Follow, right? yep, follow them along yeah. along the way because, like, my dad and my mom did the same thing with me. My mom always pushed me. She's like, "Just keep drawing, just right. keep drawing." And and I I never got to meet my grandfather. Um, you know, he he loved to draw too, but I would love to sit down and just talk to him. You know, and say, "Hey, right. you know, what what made you love drawing?" You know, I I deal with a, a artists across the United States. Um, even in Canada, some of my best friends are, are mass painters and we have a lot of respect for each other. Um, and I'm sure you'll, you'll, if you interview another mass painter, um, we just love each other's work. Um, if a goalie comes here, um, I always, and there are someone else's paint or someone else painted for them. I always call and give them respect of saying, Hey, they just came to Philly. Um, you know, they're your guy. Um, you know, is that cool if we paint for them? You know, it's a, it's a love and respect for them awesome. because they do the same thing for us. And we all are just trying to make a living, you know, doing what we love to do. I love that. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to throw it to my two co-hosts here to see if they have anything else to say. Um, mm -hmm. you, you've been an I'm, awesome guest today. Yeah. This is so uh, fun. I can't believe our conversation is over. It feels like it just started. It yes, just so flew. Thank you so much. I've learned so much. And, uh, You've really, you're very inspirational too. Thank I you. Yeah, we're, we're trying to do, I'm trying to set up, um, you know, classes here now for, for kids. Um, we're going to do free art classes um, at our That's shop awesome. um, for young kids that want to learn how to paint and draw. Um, because I remember back in the day when we didn't have the internets and the social medias and the Instagrams and all that other fun stuff that we have now, yeah. because you can look yeah. up. You can look up Google and find anything you want or, you know, how to do on YouTube. But um, I never had that, you know, and and I would look through a magazine real quick and I would look. I'm like, oh, man, I got this airbrush magazine and the guys showing us uh, how to do it. And now that I know how to paint, he skipped like 30 steps <laughs> because he wasn't showing you everything that he knows. Um, and I don't want to do that. I want to show these kids to become the next goalie painter or to just show them my love for what I never got to be taught. You know, I went to art school, um, but I never as a kid got to do what I'm doing now, you know, and learn. So you got to give back. Totally. Well, I was going to say Franny too. And Mike, if you have anything after this, jump in, but where can people find you? What, what social media, or you said the internet, yeah. the social media is where, where can people find you if they want to learn more? Uh, yeah, we're on, uh, on Instagram at paint zoo. Um, uh, I'm not so bad at all this stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're on, on Facebook at paint zoo. So basically paint zoo everywhere. Um, so, um, you can find us on those two, two outlets right there. That's pretty much what I have. Um, I have Twitter, but I really don't know how to use it. So <laughs> I'm not good at the, the social media. It. No, yeah, no worries I, at all. We'll, we'll link it with everything you said. We'll link it. Thank hey, Mike, you. Mike, any final thoughts, brother? Nah, I love it. I mean, I think it's like, I, I grew up with an artist that did the uh, commercial art, like Michelin man and, yeah. and the, uh, the quick bunny. And, and, you know, it's funny when my father was doing the quick bunny all these years, I remember, like he always tried to incorporate a lot of hockey into it because, you know, he was a hockey guy, you know, so you kind of found his little passion in there. But I mean, I know I just love your story and, and love Thank how you. you're, um, you know, inspiring all these young kids. But I, and I also love hearing, you know, and, and now getting the opportunity to watch your goaltenders, you know, perform and watching them evolve in their mask and what their story is. 
And it's really just a really cool, um, you know, cool, cool aspect of another piece of hockey that a lot of us, you know, don't get to see in the, in the background, which is, which is great. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Young goalies are, are really what we, like you say, you, you coach and you've been in the game a long, long time and you get to see, you know, you get to develop these kids. And, and, and for me, that's my, my goal, I guess, in art, you know, let's, if you don't want to paint a hockey mask, paint a wall, you know, paint something, uh, paint, just paint a canvas. I don't care. Um, just let your, you know, let everything out, you know, your talents out. Um, because you know, these kids need outlets. They really do. Whether it's hockey, I always had hockey, um, but it was so expensive to be on the ice, you know? So I played roller hockey and street hockey and, um, until I was able to play ice hockey, you know, and, and, um, art, art is, um, you get some pencils and you draw, right. It's not super expensive. So you can really outlet yourself out. Um, really, yeah. you know, you can just be, I just want to be inspirational towards these kids. Cause I have kids and we all have kids and it's like, you know, I'm tired of looking at my kid and he's playing on TikTok, and I'm going, what are we doing here, dude? Like, let's go outside and play some basketball or do something, you know? Like, let's do something that really is, you know, athletic or doing something, you know? Well, you said you wanted to be an inspiration. You are an inspiration. This was a very inspirational episode today. And, and, uh, uh, Frank, we really appreciate you giving the time today. This is a really fun interview. Again, you know, we never know what we're going to get into with some of these interviews and yours was awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I really do. I, I it, you know, Kaylee kind of told me about it. And I was like, man, this is, it'd be really great. Cause you know, that's really my goal, you know, like as a kid, um, showing these, these younger generation, you know, what you do. Um, that's why we try to teach as much as we can, you know, uh, cause maybe one day they'll, they'll be able to do the same thing. Well, that is the goal. And, uh, no, you've been awesome, man. And we hope you found a lot of inspiration in this uh, episode as we did here as well. This is going to do it for this episode of Our Kids Play Hockey. Uh, I'm Lee Elias. That's Christy Casciano Burns and Mike Benelli. And uh, for Franny Drummond, thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can find this on OurKidsPlayHockey.com. We'll link all of Franny's information there if you're looking for some links. Uh, or you can listen to the episode wherever podcasts can be heard. So thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next Our Kids Play Hockey. Take care, everybody.